Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. We'll get to Daniel Cruz in a minute, but Cam, I want to wrap this up. Uh, and, and you can actually, if you listen to the Longhorn Blitz podcast this week, this is the bulk of what we talked about. But we started this conversation yesterday. I wanted to wrap it up today. Is Texas the surefire, clear-cut, number one team to beat in the Big 12? And I think almost, I said yesterday almost by default. It's no knock on what Texas has because I've told everybody what I like about this roster, what I like about Sark. I think in the preseason you have to consider that because uh, everybody's either you've either got teams that were at the top of the league last year sliding back a little bit, teams that were in the middle or toward the bottom. We don't really know. Cam, I want you to do this. Uh, and you don't have to include the newcomers if you don't want to. Give me one Big 12 team that you feel like is on. Because, look, whether it was TCU last year, Baylor two years ago, uh, or go back to Baylor in 2019, Iowa State in 2020, there's going to be one of those teams that goes from like a six or seven win team to competing for a conference championship. Cam, who's that one team for you that's on the rise? The arrow is pointing up clearly. And who's that one team for you in the Big 12 that the arrow is clearly pointing down? Pointing down is Oklahoma State. Lost Spencer Sanders to... Where do you end up again, Jeff? Ole Miss. Ole Miss. Where he might be the number three quarterback on the depth chart. Yikes. Um, Oklahoma State lost a lot of players to the portal. I think they were hit pretty, pretty hard. Um, I don't know what's going on with Mike Gundy and that coaching staff. Does not seem like things are going well, but Gundy always finds a way to win football games. We talked about that on the Blitz this week. It, It does, to me, Mike Gundy right now, it feels a lot like Gary Patterson at the end at TCU. Very, very different circumstances, mm-hmm. but the overall gist of it is at, at some point are you just at a place too long before everybody needs a change. Everybody just needs something fresh. You need something fresh. The school needs something fresh. The players need something fresh. The the Where it gets amplified with Mike Gundy is how many bear traps is this guy going to step in yeah. before there's one that he just can't get out of? Exactly. You know, and and I don't, I'm not going to turn this into a political conversation, but it's just it's misstep it. after misstep after it. misstep. It's a part of it, yeah. It's a misstep after misstep after misstep. I mean, the him wearing the OAN shirt, say what you want <laughs> about that, but the big part of that was he and Chuba Hubbard now are few. You know, his his All American running back makes it very clear on social media that he's not happy with what his head coach did, and that leads to this big powwow that they had before that 2020 season started. And now you've got him. You've got Gundy, you know, beefing with reporters, and you've got you know his reluctance to to buy into the portal and NIL. It just, I don't know. Maybe the current college game and the current student athlete, maybe it's just passing Mike Gundy by. I say that, and maybe Oklahoma State wins eight or nine games. I don't know. It just feels like, it feels like Mike Gundy's time at Oklahoma State at this point is not very long. There was four Big Twelve teams that ended the season on a losing streak of three games or more, Jeff. Oklahoma State's one of them. Mm-hmm. Baylor lost four in a row. Kansas lost four in a row. Iowa State lost three in a row. Now, Kansas is a team, maybe it's just the story. It's fun to talk about. And Jalen Daniels is just so much fun to watch. I feel like they're a team that, I mean, they finished three and six in the conference last season. I think they can get more wins considering you're adding Houston, Cincinnati, 
and BYU, Central Florida. I don't even know what's on their schedule yet. Actually, it, for next year. a healthy Jalen Daniels is really what Kansas needs. If we're being honest, Cam, and I, it sounds weird to say this, I put them in the same boat with Oklahoma. What we talked about with Oklahoma yesterday. It's going to be really hard for Kansas to be worse defensively than they were last year. So maybe just by default they get a little bit better. But it's not like you can see Oklahoma being like a top. Uh, you know, you can see Oklahoma drastically improving because Oklahoma has the talent to improve. Yeah, my next question, or at for least you. they've had the access to it. Kansas, you, you've just kind of got the pieces you've got. Oh, you was a team that defensively they can't get much worse. Do you think they take a next step this next year under Venables in year two? Uh, where I think Oklahoma needs to improve, and this goes back to some of those Mike Stoops defenses we saw. There, for from what I remember of Oklahoma secondaries, of a Roy Williams, a Derek Strait, a Brodney Poole, guys like that on the back end. To see Oklahoma secondary talent now and where it is, that's the area where they got to fix stuff. That secondary is so bad. Uh. Their, their corner play is, is is abysmal. Their safety play leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, and and you know, everybody's looking for pass rush anywhere you can get it. I, I don't think they've necessarily, whether it's been Isaiah Thomas or, or Jalen Redman or, or uh, Ronnie Perkins, Nick Benito, they haven't had a problem recruiting guys that can get after the quarterback. It just seems like they, they haven't been able to tie the front end with the back end, and I think a lot of that is because they're they just, quite frankly, have not been good in the secondary. So until I see some signs that they've got improved personnel on the back end, Cam, I, I think they'll be better. Uh, I think they'll be more versed in what Venables wants to do. So I think by that alone they'll improve. The the ceiling, though, kind of like what we talked about Texas a little bit, I think the ceiling for that Oklahoma defense is going to be what do you get out of that secondary. Texas does, though, have a, a lot better pieces to work with, though, in the secondary than Oklahoma does. My team that I think might – you know, be rising up. I think it's Texas Tech and Joey McGuire. That's, you know, that's Tech is the kind of, it seems like Tech is becoming the trendy pick to, once Texas and Oklahoma are out of the league, to become maybe the team that can carry the flag for the Big 12. They, they're they're the, I'm not saying they will, but they're the trendy pick to, to be that team. And I'm curious if it'll stay that way because what Joey McGuire is doing there, his success recruiting-wise, and they're going, they're going full on in in NIL, Jeff. And that's a big reason why you yeah. know they've had some good recruiting success the past couple of years. I thought they closed the 2023 class really strong. 2024 class, you know, they're leading for Micah Hudson. If he were to commit today, it would probably be Texas Tech. We'll see how that changes throughout the entire season. But, yeah, I'm with her. They ended the season on a four-game win streak. I feel like they have a good culture there. Now, week two, Oregon. And that'll be a good litmus test. They do host Oregon at AT&T Jones, whatever it's called, Stadium. John, so, Jones AT&T. Joe Jones AT&T. <laughs> I'm curious how they look in that game. Uh, Who's their quarterback? Is it going to be uh, Tyler Shuck? Yeah. Sounds like it's going to be Tyler Shuck. Who yeah. he hasn't been able to stay healthy. That's That's been the, the huge biggest key for them. With him. Uh, I was looking at Oklahoma's depth chart. The, the pieces that they've got that intrigue you for Oklahoma are young. They're young guys. Uh, you know, they did get Trace Ford in the transfer from, from Oklahoma State. Um, but you know, Deshaun McCullough, the transfer from Indiana at that second level, Jaron Koenig is a guy that you know was Brent Venables recruiting at Clemson, played a little bit last year. Uh, Gentry Williams, a corner, as a sophomore. How much do you see Pey- can Peyton Bowen help them? Yeah, as safety, and then they've got guys. You know, Key Lawrence was a Tennessee transfer. It seemed like four or five years ago. Uh, Woody Washington has been there for a minute. You know, Billy Bowman, Cam, we know he's talented, but 
you just haven't seen Oklahoma be able to put it together. Like I said, the, the pieces are there for Oklahoma to to make a more drastic improvement than Kansas. Kansas just kind of has what they have, and you know, it, it really comes down to them needing to outscore people in the Big Twelve. Out of the new additions to the Big Twelve, what is one team you think that can immediately contend for the Big Twelve next season? I feel um, like we have not talked a lot about the Houston's, Central Florida's, the BYU's, Cincinnati's. <sighs> Because remember, Cincinnati's losing Luke, yeah. Luke Fickle. He's he's off to Wisconsin. Houston's, you know, Scott they, Satterfield's the head coach at, at Cincinnati mm-hmm. now. Houston still has Dana Holgerson, who knows the Big Twelve pretty I, well. I think I, they're losing Clayton Toon, and they weren't very good last year. They they're bizarro. Texas, Houston is like Texas in twenty twenty one had one of the worst defenses in the country and drastically turned it around. Houston had one of the best defenses in the country in twenty one. They were horrible last year, and I don't see it getting a whole lot better. UCF is intriguing just because it's Gus Malzahn. It's 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 his offense. It, it works, and he's got a veteran quarterback pulling the trigger with John Reese Plumley, former uh, Ole Miss quarterback. Uh, defensively, what are they, they going to have? Uh, anytime you're recruiting from that state, you know you're going to have athletes. I, I would say if anybody, it, it's probably going to be UCF, but I have a hard time seeing any of those newcomers really yeah. breaking through and and competing for a conference championship this year. And see, after this conversation, as a Texas fan, you're thinking it should, it should without a doubt be Texas in the Big 12 championship, which is why if you don't reach it, reach Arlington at the end of the year, it's a catastrophic player in Sark's year three, I think. Uh, I think I said this yesterday, and I said it on the Blitz. Uh, I said this same thing about the Tom Herman era going into that 2019 season. People ask me, hey, how do you think Texas is going to do this year? How do you think Texas will do this year? If they're not in the Big 12 championship game playing for a conference championship, it's not going to be because of talent. It's not going to be because of depth. Uh, it's not going to be because they're just sorely lacking somewhere in the personnel department. It's going to be because of coaching. And I think that's where that's where I am with Texas right now. And more, maybe more so now than I was. Like I told you yesterday, Cam, this is the first time in a long time that I felt like Texas has a chance to win a conference championship and like I, I don't feel like I'm lying to myself. Yeah. Trying to, I'm, I'm not trying to talk, convi- talk myself into it. into it, not trying to convince myself. But I really do feel like if Texas isn't there, then we'll, we'll know where to, where to point the finger. Yeah, because you, you, look at, you compare yourself to or compare Texas to the other schools in the Big 12. If you're going roster by roster, it's like you, you, you're going to pick Texas over every other roster in the Big 12 this year, right? No question. Exactly. And this is this is one of the years where you would actually do it, yeah. And that's why for me, if it's it's Big Twelve Championship game or bust, I I'm with you, hundred percent. And, you, and if you want to argue it and say like, hey, it's it's actually win the Big Twelve and go to a, a New Year's Eve bowl, you can talk me into it. Yeah. But also, what I come back to, Jeff, is Texas has not been to the Big Twelve Championship game since 2018, only once since 2009. Uh, speaking of which, tr- teams trending down. Big year for Dave Aranda at Baylor because a lot of that Matt Rule talent is gone. It, if it's not all gone, the, the, you've got the, the the last remnants of it. So, can Dave Aranda get talent there and develop it the way Matt Rule did and get Baylor back on track?